Hi, friends. If I could ask you a favor, go to MyPillow.com and put in the code word Kate. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up not only to bring you fantastic products, but he's also helping this show. You're going to get wonderful products when you put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E. You're going to get 30% off on the products. They have specials all the time. But these, I'm not wowed easy, but these products are amazing, I have to say. The sheets, the towels, the robes, the slippers, everything. Completely amazing. You're going to love it. The phone number is 1-800-873-1052 or go to MyPillow.com and simply put in the code word Kate. Thanks, you guys. Check your political correctness at the door. It's time for the Kate Daly Show. As a marketing team, you know, we those brand promises are important that we can go, this is who we are. And when you come here, it's going to reflect what I told you it was going to be. And I have found that that polytechnic is, is what we're doing now and where we're going. So as a marketing standpoint, it is um, more authentic. I'll say that now I was a little sad because I, I, the tech is sexy as <laughs> Phil. Now though, I did have concerns with the, with poly Utah poly. It didn't quite work the same as Cal poly. Cause we have some, we have some different things around here. Hi there. Welcome to Kate Daly show. That was the, uh, that was taken from the meeting that they had on Monday uh, regarding the name change of Dixie State College. And that was, I think, Jordan Sharp. Um, Wow, what an hour we have for you ahead because we really kind of want to dive into this and see how all of this uh, was done. And I think there's so much to this story. I welcome you to the show. Today we have Susan and Melissa as well. Um, Melissa's going to hit some pretty hot topics and so is Susan. So I'm actually really excited for the entire show today. I have George Staley with me again and he was here Monday. We discussed the meeting. And so I um, would like to play... I'd like to play for you the clip that I think was so good uh, from Randy Wilkinson. It kind of takes it, it. There was a whole prelude to this that he spoke about that was so great. But I know we're on limited time. So I want to take this portion of what he said kind of from where we took it Monday when we read the statement from they, it was one of the only paragraphs they chose from the whole statement that he that he did make the letter he wrote and uh, so we'll start there and this is him talking uh, Randy Wilkinson I'm so proud of those individuals that that stood up and walked out uh, but he really describes how many of us I think from my point of view, how many of us in the community kind of felt about this whole entire process taking place. This is Randy, uh, the wonderful words of Randy uh, Wilkinson talking about the process by which they are changing the name. He is part of the committee and uh, they did do a walkout on the on the name change meeting. And this was his this was the rest of his uh, statement. Here you go. But also, we cannot help but conclude that with all of that good effort, it has been intentionally wrapped in a predisposed strategy to demean, disparage, and defeat the Dixie name and minimize adherence to the history, heritage, and traditions of the residents of southwestern Utah, or better said, the people of Utah's Dixie. Much of the information presented has been, at best, quite anecdotal. Other more objective parts, including surveys and supposed community 
assessments by consultants and pollsters that you have hired have been very much called into question. Yet you seem to have simply ignored the question and continued as if the data is absolutely correct or really doesn't matter. There are those in this community that do in fact represent thousands who object to what you are doing and are able to largely discredit the work of your consultants as well as this process. But you seem to want to avoid a really solid and substantive discussions with them that we as a committee can observe and from which we all could gain better understanding. In fact, you seem to fear that they may shed light on things better kept in the dark. This bothers us. In effect, we have been going through a sort of fill in the blanks process for many weeks now that we believe is not consistent with Senator Ipson's expectations, nor is it in line with the legislative mandate. Although some have called it a sham or a charade, we do not go that far. But we do think that there are motivations behind the process that neither we nor our community understand or that have not been disclosed to us. And they may be at a level that the university leadership, based upon its own agenda or powerful external influences, is fully disposed to cancel the Dixie name no matter what facts are brought to the table. We are not sure that the real truth as to why we are going through this whole exercise is really on the table. How is it that on March 3rd, 2020, the university releases a YouTube video extolling the virtue and the meaning of the Dixie name and the university's history and tradition that is built around it. We have watched that video. It's a wonderful YouTube video. And then by June of that year, it was, re it was reserving as many as 44 domain names, non-Dixie names, in anticipation of a name change. By July, it had already engaged consultants to, in part, marginalize the name Dixie, and then it charts a rush to the legislature while at the same time holding the community at bay, declaring to the community, we are not going to change the name. And then it, it, and then it still, in fact, charges forward to change the name with great speed. This all has caused us to reach the conclusion that we do not have confidence in what we are doing or the, or the current university leadership to attend this name change issue. We consider the process to be out of step with the legislative intent, and we sense that we have been somewhat used as it is now obvious that the skepticism about the numbers being stacked against us from the very start is true. The stacking is just one example of how far outside the legislative mandate this really is. We do not think your time or ours should be wasted any longer, nor do we think that using our presence to try to create cover for legitimization of the cancellation of the Dixie name is appropriate. What should be done? We will have you, we will leave with you the language of the substitute bill at line 65 and 66. It only says that the name needs to be changed. Should the, board of, should the Board of Trustees choose to forward a name to the Board of Higher Education? We suggest that based upon what has been seen and done at this committee, no new, no new name should be forwarded. We suggest that the Board of Trustees follow our suggestion as well. There is no requirement to select a new name. The purveyors of the whole cancel culture movement now seem to be in retreat across most parts of our country. It is becoming unpopular much faster than it ever emerged. But it was a trendy issue back in the summer of 2020 when the university leadership used it as a reason to cancel the Dixie name. It is not now. If you look closely at what is going on now in 2021, canceling 
moment is not only dying out, but in fact, canceled names are being restored. We point specifically to the recent decision by the Board of Trustees at Washington and Lee University in returning the Lee name back to the school. This was not done without considering the importance and sensitivity to the eradication of race prejudice and intolerance wherever it exists. We cannot forget or ignore history, both good and bad. We are fully in agreement that race intolerance and prejudice should be defeated wherever it exists. You all know what Utah's Dixie is. It is welcoming, caring, and inclusive place. If you really think that there is a racist bone in our community body as a reason to change the name at our university, then you don't know Dixie. The disregard for the residents of southwestern Utah has been rampant. We are leaving this group to stand with what we think is right. Wow. 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 Oh, my gosh. I love that he said all that. I Everyone's thinking this that I know, and I know so many in the community, George. That was a powerful, powerful statement to them. You know, I sure appreciate what Randy mm-hmm. and Ralph and... And Darcy. Darcy. Stewart, yeah. Stewart Honest enough to get up and say what's really happening. I'm one of those that was turned away from many people when I wanted to present the true facts straight from the Cicero report. And that's the main report they used. That's the main report they used in December to vote on. And, And so when I heard the way they voted and what they did, I started to study in depth the report. I'd like to tell you, the first incident I really had, some of my friends told me that they was going to have a meeting mm-hmm. and uh, that they may vote on it. Mm-hmm. So I called the superintendent of schools here in Washington County. He's the only one I knew that was on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, committee. Mm-hmm. And I told him it was about 1 o'clock when I... Got, finally got in touch with him. Mm-hmm. He called me back, and I says, are they going to vote? I heard they're going to vote on the name change in the committee today. And he says, no, George, they are not going to have a vote Jeez. on the name change today. That's paraphrasing what I, mm-hmm. what I said because it's six months ago that, right. that I talked to him. But I can remember him saying that, and I love the superintendent. He's done a great job for Washington County Schools. But why would he say, we're not going to vote, and then vote within, a well, within three hours, but the meeting mm-hmm. started within an hour, uh, after, after I'd talked to him, when he got information, and I don't know how much time they had to study the Cicero report, but if you look at the way it was put together— let me tell you who I've talked to. I talked to the alumni, mm-hmm. uh, John Bowler, an and, tr- mm-hmm. and tried to get into the alumni so I could report it. I tried to get into the the committee. Mm-hmm. I talked to the student body officer's uh, secretary three times to get on the agenda there, and and they never called me back to put me on the the agenda. I tried to talk to the uh, to the uh, committee that's. Mm-hmm. Name. I've talked with Julie three times and says, I've got important information to get on there, back. Mm-hmm. to get on there. The thing that I'm really confused about is the survey doesn't even address half of the questions that were asked to the participants. So we don't know what's out there right. because it's never been reported. And so I've tried 
very hard to get the information from the, the innervation, the raw data, so we can see what it really says, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll address that a little bit more. Uh, I first talked to uh, Devin McDonald. We had an hour and a half. Good discussion. Devin, just so you know who he is, he is a member of the Board of Trustees. Mm-hmm. He's also a member of the name recommendation change. So he's mm-hmm. on two committees, uh, and he told me that he would help me get that information. I says, The data. The data. I says, Devin, I can't make an honest assessment of what the data is unless I have it. Yeah. I don't want to go out and start stories. And he says, oh, I'll get it for you. Finally, I called him, called him, and he said, George, I've spent 20 to 30 hours trying to get the information for you, and they will not give it to me. Now, think about this. A person that is a member of the Board of Trustees, a person on the name committee, and the university will not get him the raw data when he asks for it. So then I went to our representative, Walt Brooks, Mm -hmm. and I told him of my dilemma. Mm -hmm. And Walt says, I'll see what I can do. Sure. Well, I got an email from Walt that he spent some time with... Trying to get it? With the vice president, Mm -hmm. Henry... Yeah. Uh, go ahead, and then I'll and go after it. We're, we're going to go to a break, and uh, and then uh, we'll come right back, and we'll see what happened when a state legislator tries to get the information, because it's interesting what happened, all the roadblocks. I'm with George Staley in this hour. We're discussing how all of this kind of went down uh, to result in, in the name change recommendation. Be right back for Dixie State College. Be right back. And if you're not from here, this is a great lesson in cancel culture. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Uh, Talking about uh, some of the uh, details about... Monday's meeting, uh, what happened, what led to that, and uh, my guest in this hour, George Staley, alumni uh, of Dixie uh, State College, and a long history here. Um, let me uh, just say, uh, get over to Dr. Diet. Uh, they are fabulous at helping people lose weight, whether it's 20 pounds or 300 pounds. It doesn't matter. Usually, it's the same issue, and they'll actually help you get to the bottom of it and do something about it quickly. That's what I found. I thought they were amazing. I tell people about them all the time. 628-DIET is the phone number, and they'll even do a free body analysis on you. Completely free. Just walk in the door, and they will do that for you, and you'll get to see where you're at. But they are fantastic. And uh, Dr. Diet, 628-DIET, and for all their deals and specials, go to their uh, Facebook page, Dr. Diet Wellness Center. Also, go to Tropical Pool and Spa to get your Bullfrog Hot Tub or your Swim Spa. These are fantastic things to have in your backyard. Make your backyard a paradise. And uh, there's no better way to do it than those brand names that last forever. The the top of the line. Uh, these are the most amazing uh, things. I, I can't even tell you. I can't even just even give it enough compliments. It's so amazing. Tropical pool and spa on Red Hills Parkway. Um, George is is with me, and uh, you know I. There's so much to go over here. We have the. Um, 
we have the uh, Cicero report and all of these things. And I want to play a comment. This was by school board member at the meeting, uh, because I think this kind of goes to what we're going to be talking about here. Here's the comment. Mrs. Jones or Mr. Newell. Jones. Thank you. I have also enjoyed this conversation. And the thing that I have appreciated is um, the people that are being understanding and uh, that we all have good intentions, no matter how you feel on these subjects. This is a difficult thing to do. I have to say that my personal journey was uh, at first, why change the name? Why change it? That was my first reaction. Uh, But then it took a metamorphosis for me to be educated and understand the true pain that so many people felt. Okay. (laughs) That statement is very bold. Uh, It took a while for me to get educated, though, and then understand all of the pain. Well... I have a problem with that because I the, the information from the Cicero report really didn't really didn't um, explain that there was a lot of pain behind this, nor did it uh, actually I educate. So, uh, did you want to take it from here? Well, George? you know, she educated herself <laughs> right. from from what they told her in the meetings, mm-hmm. uh, which they chose to tell her. Okay. Uh, but as I, I spent a lot of time, and I have educated myself mm-hmm. on the Cicero report. I've studied it and read it and digested it and spent hours and hours and hours. And the more I study it, I can see how it's phony. I don't know how else to right. So let me talk a little bit about the Cicero report. It started off with focus groups. These focus groups were interviewed by people from Cicero with the sole purpose of what type of questions should they ask mm-hmm. in-depth interview people. Okay, before we go on, I forgot to address, uh, right before we left on the break, uh, you went to Walt Brooks, legislator, oh, to ask him to get the data for you behind yes, the Cicero report. What happened? To get the data. So uh-huh. Walt uh, emailed me back and, and he says... Something to the fact that, now this is state legislator. I went in and talked to Henry uh, Walton. Mm -hmm. He's the vice president that is the liaison between the state legislator and Dixie State. Okay. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the two people. Right. And he says, uh, I spent time with him and he wouldn't give me the, the information. And then he used the words, I don't know what they're trying to hide. And then in the second email, after he went in again, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, I wish mm-hmm. I would have brought the mm-hmm. quotes with me, but I'd be happy to share the quotes. He, he said something to the effect that uh, when I talked to, to Henry, I told him that uh, honesty was the best policy mm-hmm. to get things out in front so we right. could really see see what it is and, and how the church has dealt with some of their Mm-hmm. past history and mm-hmm. now they're getting it out in the open and how much easier it is to deal with mm-hmm. and he still refused me but he kind of accepted that that was a good thing okay. to do hmm. and then so. the next email i got it says george i'm sorry they won't give me any of the data yeah they would not give it up okay so That's the a, cicero report was some of the polling questions they asked to the alumni some students some students yeah. people okay. from southwest uh, prospective students and I'll kind of go in that. So the, f- the focus groups consist of eight focus groups. Okay. They had one coalition group that was for it mm-hmm. and one coalition group that was against it. So that made up two. Then they had three focus groups 
from the faculty and staff at the college, mm-hmm. and three focus groups of students from the college. Now, from these focus groups, they were to get enough information to ask the questions to the in-depth interview people, which there was 104 of those. And so I'd like to read something here. Mm-hmm. There were 22 discrete uh, shareholder groups interview, interviewed. So it was 104 people or 102 people. Okay. List of stakeholder groups were provided by Dixie State <laughs> College. <laughs> so That wasn't biased or anything. No. <laughs> so these people, now they might have gave them more names than that. I don't know. And they, Cicero could have chose from them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm just reading from... Mm-hmm. The Cicero report it says again there were 22 groups. The list of stakeholder groups were provided by Dixie State College. Hmm. So chosen by Dixie State. So and and the faculty and staff of the of the uh, six of the focus groups, faculty and staff and students. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they came up with those names, but apparently they were given okay. by the students, and then. In those uh, 23 stakeholders, there were community groups, government groups, uh, academic recruitment, affiliation, and donors. And I got some emails about the community uh, leaders. This is kind of interesting. Right, right. Uh, There were five community leaders. Uh There were five community leaders that were chosen. Mm-hmm. And amongst our community, amongst right? our community, let me tell you who some of those community holders were. Okay, one of the community holders was Janetta Williams. Who's Janetta Williams? Janetta Williams lives in Salt Lake. She's in charge oh. of the National Advancement for Colored People. <laughs> wow, wow! One of the five. One huh? of the five. Um, uh, another. Not so much uh, our community. Another of the that community group and and he's kind of a legitimate community group because he's lived here and done a lot of good for mm-hmm. for uh, for the university but and spent a lot of money anymore but he lives in gilbert arizona right now <laughs> it's another another community <laughs> another leader community huh? leader interesting and his name is bruce hurst bruce hurst and uh, president williams are play golf together Bruce thinks oh. he's the greatest guy. Now, President Williams has done a lot of good for the school, and he is a very smart and intelligent people, but he just went about this whole thing wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he has done a lot for Dixie State University and could do a lot more for Dixie State University if they just go about it in the right way. So he was one of them. Another person uh, identified by Henry Walton to me was uh, Shirley Draper. Mm-hmm. Shirley Draper is a legitimate person from the community. Well, she uh, works for the hospital. She's she was not a on leader. The, huh? Is she a leader? Well, I, she works community? for the hospital, oh. and she was the leader in changing the name <laughs> of the hospital. So that's the third non-community leader leader. Well, I'm okay. not saying that. I'm saying that I she's am. a leader. I am. I'm saying that. <laughs> it was Jeez legitimate. Uh, and then uh, she also was on the coalition group. Mm-hmm that was organized against the thing. So now she's been involved with the hospital, with the coalition, Mm -hmm. with a community member. And when I went into the meeting last Thursday, when I mean, Saturday Mm -hmm. was the first time I'd ever seen her. She was now on the committee for 
the recommended name change. That's she she was very articulate and seemed like a very intelligent person. But, but not the a involvement, but the involvement that she had is is amazing. The other two, I know, I feel like Jerry Atkin was a good mm-hmm. community leader, and I'm sure that I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. I feel like he would support the name. And the other one is a community leader, uh, Kevin uh, Smith, who is the CEO at Tuacon. But mm-hmm. I don't know what his affiliate, how he feels about it or not. But I do know. The three. So nobody uh, that gets votes. <laughs> <laughs> nobody that runs for political office. Okay, I just want to make sure. They they were they were part of of the community. Right. So you know, mm-hmm. those okay. are the type of people that they and then they mm-hmm. surveyed participants. And I'd like to. Uh, how much time have we Couple got for minutes. the next break? Sure, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to go into to the uh, to the survey. Some of the questions were very interesting, and 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 the bulk of the people answering um, were it was really telling. It was kind of amazing that they bypassed a lot of of what people did say. Yes, I, yeah. And, and so yeah. I'm going. In, I'd uh-huh. like to spend just sure. this part of today because I can't go into all, all of it. So I would like to read the question mm-hmm. that the survey said. Okay. okay. Now. Uh, it says, before, this is from the Cicero mm-hmm. report. This mm-hmm. was the question that one of the questionnaires that one of the participants who was an alumni got. Mm-hmm. So these were the questions okay. that one person was sent to. To uh, Before we display the statements, we would like to gain an initial understanding of your opinion on this matter. Do you think the Utah state legislators should vote to keep the word Dixie in the university name or remove Dixie from its name and consider a different name. They were asking, should the legislators vote on it? Okay. Then the next thing it says, the Dixie State University name is in state statute, meaning that the Utah State legislators would ultimately vote to keep or change the current name of the university. Mm-hmm. And then these are the five categories okay. you could vote. The word Dixie should absolutely be kept in the university's name. Mm-hmm. The word Dixie should probably be kept in the university's name. I am indifferent. Mm-hmm. The word Dixie should probably be removed from the university's name. And the word Dixie should be absolutely removed from the university's name. Now, this was to give, I guess, the legislators uh, direction on uh, what to to what vote to on. Mm-hmm. Before we start on that, Kate, you're probably going to have to go to a commercial. So if you do... In about uh, 40 seconds, but okay. go ahead. So anyway, the legislator, some of the legislators had this information. Mm-hmm. I took this information to Representative Snow, mm-hmm. who I know and really respect. He's a great man. And I gave him this, and I says, this is information that the Cicero report says the legislators should vote on, or how they should vote mm-hmm. by people of Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, they also address this with people outside of Utah, but I'm only going to give you the results of people okay. in Utah, because this is what 
they wanted our legislators okay. to vote. All righty. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this. Don't go anywhere. This is the Kate Daly Show. Um, we're talking about the cancel culture name change recommendation that was just officiated on Monday and why and what led up to this. This is the Cicero Report we're talking about. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Here in this country, harping on the wars we fight, griping about the way things ought to be. I don't mind them switching sides and standing up for things they believe in. When they're running down our country, man, they're show we're seeing a lot of this in our country right now and so for those listening i know so many people listen outside of the state of utah it's a great learning lesson on how they do uh, these things and also um you know what takes place and and uh i love that we're able to to go through this information and in i wanted to uh, uh take this first caller and this is brad who joined us i think a few weeks ago was it a few weeks ago yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, and head of the group that is uh, one of the heads of the group that is um, with the um, uh, the group to to fight what's going on with all this cancel culture. I'm just glad you're you want to comment on this. Uh, George and I have just been talking about the report and about the information in the Cicero report. And so you know, go ahead and and uh, and give us your comments, Brad. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, this has been on the news quite a bit now, and uh, the name change committee, or the mm-hmm. name recommendation committee is formally is what they're known as, they uh, just came out and said, look, we want, the, we've, we've narrowed out, you know, down all the re- results, mm-hmm. and the new name is going to be uh, Utah Polytechnic State yeah. University. Right. And <clears throat> there's been... Um, of course, that's been on the news like mm-hmm. crazy, and they published that on their uh, Facebook right. page, as you right. did. And you know, it's, and the response to it is overwhelmingly bad. Overwhelmingly, I mean, yeah. Uh, Students, oh, everybody, like, very bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we're looking at numbers as big as ninety percent of people who dislike the name. Right. Uh, so, well, yeah. So, Ups you. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. U- right. UPSU. And, and, and so. You know, and then the whole time they're sitting here telling mm-hmm. the press and everybody else that they did this great big, you know, process and how right. accurate it was and how wonderful it was. And, um, you know, the bottom line is the data from the focus groups is so skewed and so manipulated that that's, that that's why they came up with that name. Right. I mean, right. the fact of the matter is nobody likes it. So how can you have that many people hate right. it, but yet right. have done a good job on the focus group? And the marketing, you know, group, possible. the marketing group themselves said the word uh, tech is sexy. And uh, so I am, how do you beat that? Uh, but uh, yeah. you're, you're from uh, Defending Southwestern Utah Heritage Coalition. Where can people find you and find more information on what you're saying? Yeah, you go to dsuhc.org or just type that in, uh, just dsuhc and Facebook and join our page. Okay. Um, One thing that I wanted to talk about was, 
you know, Julie Beck, who's the chair of the name recommendation committee, uh-huh. uh, she said, hey, there was no predetermination on this name, um, which, you know, I find hard to believe only because a couple reasons. One, she's on the board of trustees as well. Mm-hmm. So she knows everything that's been going on right. with this process from, from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, of course, who's the provost, has made it clear many times over mm-hmm. that they wanted Polytechnic to be in the name, even though it's pulled terribly. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, she said also that um, that she would hold this name up to any any group, that, uh, you know, that she would back that, that name up against any group. Right. So two things. One is last year, the college uh, or the, the university reserved the domain name utahpolytechnicstate.com. Jeez. They reserved that last year. Well, and and even uh, uh, even Jordan Sharp, uh, marketing team over there, said uh, that he was told this was the direction he was they were to go in. So, I mean, it's pretty yeah, heavily and, documented, yeah, that this was the name. So, the, okay. the, so the fact that Julie Beck says that she's willing to hold that up against that name uh, right. uh, recommendation up against any group, right. we take that as an invitation to for her to have a debate uh, publicly as well. All right. So Tim Anderson would like to uh, accept her invitation because that's what we feel that is. I mean, that was on the news. Yeah, that's how uh, it's been reported in the papers. She said she would hold it up to any group. Okay. And so we would like, we'll love her to do so. And she okay. needs to come forward. And Thank set up you. a time with Tim Anderson uh, in our group right. to have a public debate about that name. Well, thank you. Um, so I, that's I definitely that. one of the things we want to have happen. And the okay. other thing that was interesting mm-hmm. is they voted to remove Dixie off the campus entirely. And that was actually promised to the public uh, on the, the first time the name uh, change made it up to the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. They promised specifically to the mm-hmm. public at that point that they would put Dixie on the campus. <laughs> wow. We obviously right. don't feel that goes far enough, right. but that didn't happen. Yeah. On the name change recommendation uh, committee uh, meeting that they just barely had, one of the motions was to put Dixie on the campus, and it, it was denied. It, it, that motion failed. That's interesting. So they're not even coming through on the things they've already promised. Right. Well, I thank you for, for doing this. Tell people how to go find you again. Thank you. Yeah, for letting people yep, know. DSUHC.org, <laughs> okay. uh, or just type in DSUHC uh, on Facebook. Okay. You can also type in protectdixie.com. Thank you, Brad. Really appreciate your help. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Brad. making people aware. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thanks. I'm taking all the information I have mm-hmm. from page 63 uh-huh. and 64 okay. of the Cicero report. Okay, because the question so, was about the legislator voting. voting so uh, what were the results? Well, here's the results. And talking about just people from Utah, okay. there were five categories. In-state older alumni. Mm-hmm. So they asked that question to all these same people. And absolutely wanted the change of in-state older alumni was seven percent. Out of hundred percent, well, out of out of uh, those absolutely wanted to keep, Mm -hmm. it was sixty-five percent. Now they also asked. To be fair, they also asked questions after they showed pictures that were very inappropriate. So right. they had two times they asked the question. So there's just a little bit of deviation from that. But I'm only taking the questions before how people felt before they took the survey. 
So if you look at the numbers together, mm -hmm. those that probably want to keep and absolutely want to keep, that's 79%. 15%. Majority. Overwhelming. 15% wanted it either to change or absolutely change, and 7% were indifferent. So if you look there, 79% to 15%. In-state recent alumni, uh, it was 12% of them absolutely wanted to change and 53% uh, absolutely wanted to keep. Yeah, wanted so to keep it. So the two 67% wanted the, not to keep, mm -hmm. but for the legislators to vote on it, 24 difference. Now listen how Cicero... <laughs> introduces this this page okay. among Utah residents recent Dixie state graduates are most likely to believe the university should remove Dixie from their name 12% uh, of them was most likely but it says re, uh, <laughs> recent Dixie graduates are most likely to believe and that number is 12% so the statement didn't match the actual number at all. Not no. even close. Uh, no. It was such a small minority, and yet they said most likely. Mo most likely. Jeez. The, so I hope there's some legislators out there that are listening to how the people want you to vote. Because, you know. They got the numbers. You, you well, can, they got the statements. You, you can yeah. say, you know, the legislators can either vote the way the people want to or self-appointed People right. with no responsibility can vote to make a very major change or issue in this. In-state prospective students, students that are coming here, 8% of them said they absolutely wanted to change. So not a big number that so, bothered kids coming in. So they think that all these kids won't come because of the name, name but right. really only 8% even said. Well, that. absolutely. And then there was <laughs> a, a pretty good number, 14% said they probably should change, but... 49% of the prospective students said they absolutely wanted to keep it. Yeah. And 12% said they probably keep it. So it's 61% wanted to keep. 20% it didn't make any difference. So 26% 80. 26% wanted it change. Greater Utah. If we look at Greater Utah, 7% of Greater Utah mm -hmm. absolutely wanted it to change. Uh 31% absolutely wanted to, to keep, and a big number, the biggest number was indifferent. You know, so people right. from the state of Utah says... Outside it, of the area, yeah, completely. Yeah, it's, it's their decision down there to make, so, right. you and, know, vote on that. But it was still 47% wanted to keep to 21%. Uh, and this is even in more uh, a liberal take in take a city, a, right? And we don't know where we don't <laughs> know what Utah. we don't know what zip code right. these people were from. But still, it came in as a majority uh, wanted to keep, keep the name Dixie. Dixie. There was no problem. Yes. Yeah. Then we go over and look at general population of Southern Utah. Five percent of the mm -hmm. people from Southern Utah, which included Washington, Iron. Kane and Garfield County. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that's doing that, I was a little bit nervous of what the people in Iron County would vote for. Because <laughs> right. when I was here, they was kind of a rival. Yeah. But the good people up in Iron County voted to keep Dixie in the, yes. in the name. Because they've been through it because themselves they, lately. <laughs> yes. And they might have yeah. to go through with the Shakespeare thing eventually. Right. So absolutely wanted to change population in southern Utah. 
5%. Only 5% said yes. absolutely change And mm. 61% said that they... Uh, absolutely no. Absolutely no. If you yeah. add the runs together, 79% said they wanted to keep it. 10% were indifferent. And 11% says, you know... Yeah, they, they overwhelming could keep majority. Again. Now, this, okay. this here is the says most important the thing to me uh-huh. is the way the student body government has treated this information current mm-hmm. students and the current students is over 700 people 700 of them took the survey so it's pretty important 11 percent of those felt like they should absolutely change 50 percent should they should absolutely keep so the, if you look at the two totals 23 of them said that they should uh, probably change or change 64 percent said they should absolutely keep or and there was overwhelming majority and 13 percent didn't make any difference so why are we changing the name when every single one of these is a majority faculty ah now the next (laughs) the next one on is faculty and staff Ah. when you look at faculty and staff 27 percent of the faculty and staff says it should absolutely change 27 percent should we absolutely keep then there was 13% that says probably keep, and 31% says probably change. So it was 47% of the faculty and cha- uh, staff says we should probably change, 40% said we could should keep it, mm-hmm. and 13% said that mm-hmm. it didn't make any difference to them. Did they run with those numbers? <laughs> yeah. Did, the, did they <laughs> even they paid look particular at in, yeah. I was educated with this. I don't yeah. know if Miss <laughs> Jones ever saw this or not. Right. Uh, because the numbers do not reflect that this change uh, was necessary, that it should have happened at all. Um, in fact, they were overwhelmingly told it wasn't. And so how do you take a report that says overwhelmingly, we do not want this? But then turn it into something we want, because that's how they tried to sell everybody on it. So what did they pick out of the report to try to sell people on? I don't have any. Well, I don't have any idea. Me neither. But we can go into that tomorrow mm-hmm. or the next day. How much time do we have left? We to, have about a minute, about a minute left. About a minute mm-hmm. left. Boy, it's hard to go in. Now, the yeah. next survey, and I'll probably have to talk about some of these tomorrow. I'd like to read this. Um Marjorie Cortez from the Deseret News quoted a recent poll conducted in mid-February of this year by Scott Rasmussen when she said, The poll found that 61% of Utahns say the public university should not change its name, while 20% supported a new name. Meanwhile, 19% were not sure. Changing the Dixie name could cause far too much conflict in the community, and, and it has done thus far. Therefore, we should, must avoid further conflict and keep Dixie in the university name. Mm. So now we have two surveys, mm-hmm. and tomorrow we'll start off with two more. That's amazing. It, you know, I, Unless but, we have time right. after this. Well, we don't the, okay, today. That's but, fine. But, but you know what, though? The reason we're doing this is because you have to see how this works. You have to. You have to under, we have to understand this because we're facing more of it, and it won't stop. No. It will not stop. And I think it's heavy manipulation. And... 
we need to understand what direction uh, we're going to go with this kind of thing and how we're going to stop these kinds of things from happening. Thank you, George. Really appreciate well, thank it. Thank you. I sure appreciate you, Kate. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, George Staley, my guest, and uh, Melissa joins me next, and then Susan, and really appreciate you listening into this because I think this is a great lesson for all of us. Be right back on the show. Don't go anywhere. KateDallyRadio.com for all the podcasts. Over 2,200,000 podcast listens. Amazing. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you.